ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. That's my that's my diesel uh, entrance. Close enough. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. What was it? Stars. it, it yeah. sucked pretty bad. In my yeah. head, it's going to be a lot better than that. That's okay. <laughs> I give you. I give you a six out of ten. Man, when he came back at the Royal Rumble, whatever year that was, like I don't yep. know, twenty fifteen. Yeah, like twenty ten. I don't know. It was a while ago, dude. I remember I was watching the bootleg. Um, I was in India actually where you live. Yeah. I was I was uh, at a conference and I was sitting in bed, I'm like half asleep. It was just a really long day. That was I believe that was the year it was a 40 man rumble, so it just felt like it took forever. And when that music hit, oh my I'm like holy shit. It was one of like just my favorite like pops ever. Just I don't know, I loved it. But um yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped to cover this one. Yeah, this is like 11 year old me definitely yeah. pay-per-view you know definitely watched it um you know this was big for me because hbk was on the rise and i was just such a fan such a fan so anyways i'm i'm pumped for this one uh um, yeah why, why'd you pick it who doesn't love a bret hart match you know plain and simple i was always a bret hart mark you know who, um, but who really loves a bret hart match huh bret hart Bret Hart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll let you know about it, too, if he doesn't like a match. Um, yeah, this is a good one. Like, you know, of course, I, I think Diesel was probably underrated. Kevin Nash, of course, too, a little bit at this time. Like, you know, he's coming off the bodyguard type stuff. I will – little trivia about payoff Jeff over here. Uh, Kevin Nash was actually the first wrestler I ever met in person. Ooh. And so stood in line for about two hours to have him sign a WWF magazine back then. And so I'm sure my mom still has it in the basement with all the wrestling stuff somewhere and so yeah they uh I, i've always had a, a you know an affinity I, he's a michigan guy too like for for i'm from and so uh kind of the same area even southeast michigan and so yeah it's just kind of uh I, I i feel a spiritual connection to kevin nash diesel so uh i always enjoy watching him you know even long before wcw and he was you know given the uh the i, I you know I, like a lot of historical moments i remember where i was sitting uh for the kevin nash powerbomb to go Goldberg, like God bless Kevin Nash on that one, even after the stun gun. So, uh, yeah, like uh, a little bit of Kevin Nash mark here today. So I'm excited. Big, well, you sound like a big Kevin Nash mark, and he's a, put him he, right up there with the him, him and the big boss man. Put him up there, man. He's one of those guys. It's kind of you do it like an autograph signing at, at a convention. He's one of those guys that's just cool as shit that you want to sit there and talk to for a few minutes. So. Uh, and he said on his podcast, we don't know the specifics. He just re-signed. He said. Did you see that? Like with WWE? WWE? Yeah, he didn't say if it was a Legends. Con- All he said was like, yeah, I resigned. Like, so I don't like nobody knows what he's talking about. But like, I, who knows? Is he coming back? Is he going to be backstage? Like, is he going to go work with Sean? I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. I'm pretty sure those guys uh, make a shit ton of money off uh, NWO merchandise still. 
Um, so I'm sure that's part of it. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised he hasn't gotten more involved uh, somewhere. I mean, like with Sean or something. Uh, he just might not enjoy that at all. I don't. I'm I'm pretty surprised though that he hasn't like he lives in Florida. I think so. Like any of the NXT stuff. So I don't know. Um, all right, man. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. All right, Survivor Series 1995. We are in Landover, Maryland, um, November 19th, 1995, USA Arena. I'm almost positive this is the year they had the, um, like, I think they had, like, uh, Clinton and Bush impersonators or something or they maybe they just had bill clinton and i think you're i vaguely remember this yeah Yeah. kind of doing the like dc thing they're presenting this like it was in dc um all right so dark match smoking guns defeat public enemy it's kind of fun yeah uh you're now remember we're still in the survivor series era for the most part so we had four of these they did four on four this year. Four on four. Oh, so just sounds brutal nowadays. Four four on four matches. Yeah, no kidding, right? So body donnas of Skip Rad Radford, Doctor Tom Pritchard, and One Two Three Kid are going to defeat the underdogs of Marty Janetti, Hakushi, Barry Horowitz, and Bob Holly. So the, the the cool thing is they themed these teams, which I, I actually think is kind of fun, um, but just didn't. Didn't really work. Yeah, which and uh, that was the highest rated match on the card too. By the way, get get out of here. More by a half a event by a half a star. Maybe maybe we picked the wrong match, but we're gonna find out oh here. My goodness, yeah. <laughs> we should watch that one with Marty. Um, we had a women's match. It's kind of crazy to think about in this era. Uh, Bertha Faye, Ag- Aja Khan, Tomoko Wantanabe, and Linus As- Asuka. Defeat Alondra Blaze, Kayuki Inui, Sakui Hasegawa, and Shaparita Asari. I, I mean, I probably did horrible. I, I apologize. That's right. Yeah, I don't even know those ones. Yeah. Gold Dust is going to defeat Bam Bam Bigelow by pinfall. Kind of odd that this was a singles match on this show. I, I, I'm guessing this is like maybe Gold Dust's second match. I think he debuted it in In Your House, if I'm not mistaken, and beat. <laughs> They just snuck in a one-star gold dust match there yeah. for you. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I think this was one of Bam Bam's last matches on his way out. Um, Dark Side, Undertaker, Savio Vega, Fatu, and Henry O'Godwin. Just let that sink in for a second. Defeated yeah. the Royals of King Mabel, Jerry Lawler, Isaac Yankum, and Triple H by countout. So we couldn't get a clean finish in that match. <laughs> The semi-main event, which I actually remember this being being a fun match. Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, British Bulldog, and Psycho Sid defeating Yokozuna, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas. That's a good match. That, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that, that, that's some big names there. You're, you're definitely starting to send them home happy. Like 20, yeah. 27 minutes, which is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then your main event, Bret Hart, D-Soul, no DQ match for the championship. Uh, Diesel is your champion going into this match. How do we get to this match, and and why was it a no DQ match? 
Yeah. So um, getting into this one, of course, like you had Bret Hart, Diesel, you got the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Um, he had actually, Diesel held the belt. He had actually beaten ba- Bob Backlund um, after uh, Backlund's win over Hart at the previous Survivor Series. So um well, like this Survivor Series, we got November 19th, the date on this one. We're going to go to In Your House 4, actually. It was October 22nd, um, so just a little over a month uh, on this one. You had, uh, uh, yeah, right? No, just under a month, excuse me. Um, Hart was actually the guest commentator during Diesel's title defense match against the British Bulldog. Um, of course, like being allies, you know, recently turning on the fans and aligning himself with Owen. Brett interfered in the match by attacking the Bulldog. And then because of that, Diesel was DQ'd and can't change the belt on a DQ finish. And so we get... So one of the like, can, can we just say first, like that is one of the the hardest, most like, you know, it, it, the world changes, but the belt will never change on a DQ finish. And so, uh, Diesel retaining the belt in this match um, after interference from Brett, and so Diesel not happy about that, ended up arguing with Brett. They ended up brawling um, because of that. Of course, the great Gorilla Monsoon signing the World Heavyweight Championship match uh, between Diesel and Brett Hart to take place at Survivor Series. And so these guys, though, of course, we. I almost don't talk about this one as much because we do have um, these guys did have a couple of matches previous to this. You had the 1994 King of the Ring. You had Brett defending against Diesel and lost by DQ when Jim Neidhart interfered in that one. And then it was earlier in 1995 at the Royal Rumble as Diesel actually making his first pay-per-view defense uh, against Brett. But that match ended in a no contest after Sean Owen and Backlund all interfered. And so um that's why to making perfect sense here with all of these dq finishes gorilla monsoon adding the no dq stipulation to this match and so i'll be interested compared to last week it didn't need a D- no dq uh stipulation and so we've got it on this match too uh with these guys and so yeah it kind of makes perfect sense to me like this is some uh, uh the last few weeks here we've had some really good booking that made a whole lot of sense on this one and then getting kind of a, a rematch with these guys as well too now at survivor series love it man i'm i'm really pumped to cover this one i i I tried i you know i got a lot of write-ups on this one but i tried to avoid you know as much as possible and so i don't remember this one at all i don't know about you so i'm pretty excited to get into this one should be i'm hoping really good yeah let's let's get into it we are at the uh two hour and 11 minute mark of survivor series 1995 two hour and 11 minute mark jeff are you ready i got my bret hart glasses let's do this yep all right it's time for the payoff oh it's time for the payoff all right here we go big daddy cool all black just, a, just Brett a, pulled one of the turnbuckle pads off too already. Um, pulled the other one off. I think both he, of them took one off. Yeah, and so we've got the top turnbuckle in opposite corners are not uh, not covered by the pad here. Which is For just great a shot great there. Way, which is just a great way to establish the no DQ. Um, yeah, like from a psychology standpoint, I think that's fantastic. Um, just the contrast of these two guys, big and small, black and pink. Uh, it just visually, I just always thought this match was just really, really striking. So uh, Bret Hart going after the leg, Diesel pounding him, we're, we're off and running. You know, we have Mr. Perfect on commentary. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, like 
I, I just I always loved him on commentary, but but mm-hmm. you know, I think that man, you get like a really good legend on commentary, and I think it just adds so much. Like Mr. Perfect was great. Uh Roddy Piper did that role a little bit. I always That's thought fantastic, that, yeah. Macho. Yep. Yeah, just that macho, exactly. Just that third man that had a Hall of Fame career and can say, because I always I always thought it just added something to the to the broadcast when it would be, you know, McMahon, I've been in there with guys bigger than me, and I got to tell you that you just got to try to avoid that knockout punch, and you want the match to go as long as possible so that they get exhausted. I always thought like that, the wrestler saying that. Like, it can't come from Michael Cole. It can't come – I mean, it can come from them, but – it just adds so much when you have that wrestler perspective. And I know you get some of that with a Booker T and a Wade Barrett. And, but I, I, there, I, I don't think there's any shortage of guys that could do that role. Like humor me for a second. Imagine if raw had a third man of Jake Roberts in there. Oh God. You know, yeah. Or, or a Mick Foley or a hacksaw Jim Duggan. I mean, I'm just, I'm just coming up with like random names here, but like, you add that third guy in there. I, I just think, you know, I think JBL was really good in that role. And I know some people don't like the guy. And I think, I think a lot of the people that don't like him, it's because he's a heel. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. it, you know, I, I just, I love, I love that. And I think that's missing. I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fan of, of doing it, I, but I just think as that third guy, I just think it's fantastic. And there's so many guys out there that could do it. I think a, a Ted DiBiase would be really good in that role. I mean, not that he would ever do it, but you know, Stone Cold would be out of this world. But there's got, I mean, you know, Dusty Rhodes back in the day. I mean, gosh, could could a could a Nature Boy add? I mean, there any of these guys, right? I mean, it's, they're not doing color commentary. They're just you know coming up with a couple lines here and there that I think add to the presentation of it. But I used to think Macho was great in that role. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think uh, Mr. Perfect, like there's some too that like you can tell they test out and they don't work out or, you know, Jericho's always been good out there too, but I think he plays, you know, that's when he's playing his character, like not a continuous kind of yeah, week to week you're seeing him. I know a few weeks back, everybody loved Moxley on there, which, but again, he's not, he's just coming for a match. He's not, you know, there for the longevity of it. And so, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it definitely like it, 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 we remember that type of stuff. I think Michael Cole has recarved out, but you, you also need I don't like Booker T anymore on commentary. I feel like I, I can't it's I struggle to watch the pre-shows and listen to him. Um, it's just it's hard for me now. I don't know why, um, but whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah these guys again, no DQ haven't really had to deal with the stipulation. Yet. I, I you said at the, the top of the, the match here, like Diesel towers over Brett like he. He is gigantic compared to Brett. It's nuts. Um, but it's it's incredibly striking seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the I love the the you know just the contrast of these two for sure. Um keep in mind, you know, this is kind of crazy to think about, but Diesel had the longest title reign in the 1990s. Did he really? Wow, there's a trivia stat for you. Yeah, so he was at 358 days total in his reign. Um, longest, longest of the 90s. It was the only year that or the only time they really did that like full year reign. 
Um, I, I could, I could certainly argue they could have gone longer too. You know, mm-hmm. we, we know, we know that it, you know, it didn't, um, a lot of that too is, you know, they just didn't like rematches at WrestleMania. That being said, you know, babyface Sean defeating heel diesel a year after those roles were reversed. Mm-hmm. I'd have no issue with. Now I get it. Nash was on his way out. That you know, I, I I'm not suggesting, but I I think that could have been really fun. Of instead of going babyface babyface at WrestleMania 12, you have the good guy Shawn Michaels now Diesel's a heel, and he looks like a monster that can't be beat. Coming into a you know almost 18 month reign. That I I you know it's funny. Let me ask you this. What do you prefer? Do you prefer Sean defeating Brett, babyface, babyface, uh, Iron Man match, or do you prefer Diesel now as a heel a year after their WrestleMania 11 match, uh, indestructible? He's been champion for 18 months. Sean doesn't look like he has a prayer. He's coming off the head injury. He's half yeah. as a Diesel, and he beats the Giant at WrestleMania. Which do you prefer? it's like for me it's obvious like it's second choice like you want i I never thought of that before but i that was your money match man like keep the title on nash up until then yeah oh man that would have been that would have been phenomenal and getting that yeah i I like that one i I, I pulled up real quick here too uh, this is uh, kevin nash's 10 best matches according to cage side uh number uh let me start here a little bit lower actually number five uh would have been team nwo versus team wcw's war games fall brawl 1996 uh you had those war game matches he always rates them really high yeah uh, this was, uh, of course, the Bash at the Beach is number four with the debuting, I say debuting uh, Hogan, uh, NWO. Um, we then get into this match, number three, wow. uh, Diesel and Brett. Yep. And so, of course, the number two is, of course, the Diesel and Sean match from Good uh, the In Your House show, Good Friends. Okay, well, hold on, uh, hold on. So that, so Sean, Sean Diesel is Diesel, Sean Diesel at... Good friends, better enemies. Yep. Was his second best match of his career. So yep. let me try to guess what number one, the only thing I can think of would have been WrestleMania 11. No, we've actually covered this match. It's the hidden gem that we found one day. It's the action. Oh, match. yeah. Diesel and Sean versus Razor in one, two, three. And yep. that's and so awesome. We- we covered that one. I, I had to go back in the archives here on this one. Uh, when did the, yeah? That would have been that was a long time ago. Yeah, I got to figure out when we actually covered that one. So that was, uh, boy, long time ago. Uh, oh man, ten four twenty twenty one. And so yeah, we uh we covered that one two years ago. Man, that feels like forever ago. And that was only a hundred episode one hundred and thirteen. Jesus. So this, yeah, we'll get that we'll get that one reposted sooner or later here. Yep. Yeah. This, this was the first Survivor series to take place on Sunday night instead of Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve. Interesting. Okay, cool. So they so up until 94 they did that Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve, which is 
kind of wild to think about. But I guess, yeah, AEW's taken that spot, right? I mean, just that they've been trying to load up those Wednesday night shows the night before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That was just so that was cage match, uh, you know, kind of the aggregate score. But this is I found a link here. This is the actual uh, according to Dave Meltzer, his best matches. And so five was yeah, five was Brett versus King of the Ring, 1994 Uh, Four, Sean. Here's your WrestleMania 11. Yep. And so that was a four star. Uh, the Rumble 1995, 4.25 or 4.25 stars against Brett. Uh, he gave 4.5 to that action zone match. And then in your house, he gave 4.5 as well for number that one. In your house, Matt. If you took that in your house match and you made that your WrestleMania 12 main event, it would it would be talked about as one of the best matches in the history of WrestleMania. I'm telling you. And then you end it with the boyhood dream, right? That's the mm. boyhood dream has come true. Sean Sean wins in the middle of the ring, and then here let me let me fancy. Okay, so you take that match. Okay, good friends, better enemies. That's your main event of WrestleMania 12, 18 month title reign, the longest reign in in the the 90s. Okay, comes to an end. Boyhood dream comes true. Sean Michaels is your champion. How do you go off the air? Go off the air with Diesel giving him a hug. Which that like you that that would end up being like you'd remember that forever. It's one of your top WrestleMania moments ever. It's one of your top main uh, WrestleMania matches ever. Fireworks coming out. Shawn Michaels and in the bodyguard he brought in the his best buddy Diesel holding up his hand, giving him a hug. Fireworks going off after an eighteen month title reign. That right there. That's how you end it. And then if you want to do the rematch before Nash leaves the company, guess what? Yeah, you have Nash attack him on Raw. Or yeah, you go go to the Undertaker match and that's your and, and you know, he puts over the Undertaker. I, I don't know, man. I, I that would have been so much fun. Yeah, well, you did you didn't uh speak of WrestleMania 11, like Lawrence Taylor wasn't a good enough main event for you, like that, like you know, like getting into it, yeah, it just uh, doing that and like that, like that would have been a way to go off because you also had Brett beating Backlund at that, like it was a stacked card other than that main event, really, in which it was fine, but also like not really. Do you prefer Diesel as a baby face or a heel? Oh, if I had to pick, uh, probably a heel on this one. I think he, I think he, uh, we've talked about this before. Some people just naturally kind of gravitate toward heel or face. And I think Nash plays the the heel extremely well. Like, I don't remember much of his face stuff, but like playing the heel, especially like in the, the NWO days, like, yeah, absolutely. That's the route to go. How how does a guy that's seven feet tall and looks like that, how how can he be a baby face? How does he get right. sympathy, right? Like just kind of has to be a heel, right? Yeah, you can't really beat him down, you know, like that doesn't make sense. You need multiple people, like that's just not really fair. Um, you know, dealing with that. Like it just there's it, it just it's not possible. Like he should be stomping people, and that's exactly what he's doing. What do you got Brett doing here? He's tying so what has he got? Like a rope uh, or something? Yeah, he's got a like a uh, a cable, like a camera cable, and he's tying Diesel's leg to it. Um Super awkward camera angle here. 
So a guy that uh, so so Kevin Nash and uh, CM Punk have uh, been butting heads. Well, I, I guess it's been one way because Punk doesn't really talk, so it's mostly just uh, Nash shitting all over CM. I I feel like I saw a headline, but I don't know what's going on. Hey, just bad mouth him on his podcast. I'll tell you, I um, it was nope. by accident, but the other day I was watching AEW or I was watching on DVR, and then I um. And then I uh, was watching that. Okay, I think the cable broke off his leg. I, I, I didn't think it would hold for very long. It, Bret Hart was not a Boy Scout growing up. He couldn't tie a good knot. So um, so Punk, I, I, I watched AEW. The episode ended. And then somehow it then went to the first Dynamite episode, which was you know CM Punk coming out and cutting that promo. That was the uh, tell me when I'm telling lies promo. Yes, yes, yes. And I guess I either didn't pay enough attention to it the first time I watched it, or I just was paying, you know, whatever. Man, that was a really good promo. Mm-hmm. And I I just, you know, now we're covering a Survivor Series match, so it begs the question, you know, could you see CM Punk at Survivor Series? You know, do you think it's possible do you want to see more of CM Punk or are you burned out by the guy? Like where, where are you on CM Punk? No, no. Like at this, at, at this point, like you're, you're trying, like, like <laughs> you listen to the show long. If you know how I feel about the dude, like you're trotting him out like Goldberg at this point, like enough, like I get, he might want to be in the ring. Like, but I, you know, he's the guy for me. He's a common denominator to backstage drama. You know, it, you know, Brett screwed Brett, Punk screwed Punk. Like, and I truly believe, like, Brett didn't screw Brett, but Punk screwed Punk. Like, plain and simple. I, I just think, like, you know, I, I read this the headlines too. Like, who is it? Like, Shawn Michaels is high on Punk or whatever. Like, okay, that's fine, but also, like, I, I just. I, there is no match in like WWE that I want to see that I'm like, oh man, I really want to see Punk and Cody. Like, nope, I don't. Like, oh man, like Seth and you know Punk would put on a great match. I'm sure they would, but I don't want to see it. Like, um, the reality is, I think you you start going up the ladder though of like the players, like like Endeavor and UFC and the connect. I don't know if Punk has a good relationship there, but they could say, yep, give him. Give him five million dollars for a year, and you know, screw it. Like we're gonna bring him in because they're riding high on the guy. They wouldn't do that, but like not that amount. But also, like let's yeah, let's screw it. We're, we we want him. Like UFC wants him, and that side of things. And for whatever promotion, God only knows. Man, that was a huge slam off the top. He threw that. He threw him three quarters of the ring. I just like it doesn't excite me. But at the same time, I feel like we're gonna see it because. Like that's just how wrestling works. But I, I have no desire to see him wrestle. You know, he, he's not going to beat Roman. Prove me wrong, maybe, but it's just not going to happen. And so, you know, the pop would be insane. I think, like, I, I, you know, bad booking. I can see them trying to bring him on as a face or some bullshit. Like, it just, you know, it's it, there's a lot of. Uh, I would rather see a whole lot of other stuff happen before CM Punk needed to come back into a WWE ring. I'm just not a. I'm not a fan. Okay, I I I'm different. I I am a fan. Um, I mean, I, I won't be heartbroken if I never see him again. 
on television, but I, if I if I were going to book it, I mean, you know, obviously coming out to that Chicago audience would be pretty awesome. At the mm-hmm. same time, we've seen it before, right? I mean, AEW's done it six times, right? So it's like, you know, yeah. At least, have, yeah, right. Big pop, you know, it'll be that song, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, I, If you're going to do it, I think he comes out, you get the big baby face pop. Um, I think the money in him is definitely as a heel, I think you can do the Cody thing. You can do the Seth thing. If you wanted to do the Roman thing, you can. I do think there's a lot of matches that you can have there. Um, If you wanted to, you know, do something with Triple H, not a match, obviously. But if you wanted some, if you wanted to play off of that real life stuff somehow, you could, you know, you could, maybe you present it where it feels like Punk didn't sign a contract. You know, so does he does he come out of the crowd and they don't even play the music? You know, I I don't know. I mean, it it it, it would be. I think there's something there. I I think the reason I, and this is a bigger issue, but the reason I think I'd like him, um, and maybe I'm just a little stung by them letting Edge walk. Mm-hmm. Jeff, I feel like we're maybe at the beginning of the the product getting a bit stale. Mm, okay. I'm a, I'm a little concerned. You know, I think this Cody thing, it could run out of gas a little bit. Um, the Roman thing, uh, it's getting a little long in the tooth and he's kind of not on TV at all. Um, you know, the Uso bloodline thing, Judgment Day, these things all feel like you know, we we wanted long-term storytelling. Now I'm like, okay, but are we going too long? You know, it's like everyone's going to hold the title forever. You know, everything's going to be really slow to play out. I, I'm I, Again, it, it's really early on, but it's like, okay, like, you know, this Rey Mysterio LWO thing, there's not really a ton of momentum there. Um, the new Hurt Business or whatever – it's out there. Brawling Brutes, oh, it's out there. Like nothing to me, I, there's nothing where I'm like, wow, this is just incredible right now. There's, And maybe it's just the time of the year. Business picks up, Survivor Series, Rumble, WrestleMania season. Um, but I'm, 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 I am a little concerned. So I just throw the punk thing in there of like, hey, it's a, you know, main eventer to shake things up. And to be honest with you, again, I, I thought Edge – did that maybe Orton coming back will help with that whenever that happens. But Hmm. I I just feel like you need, you need a a handful of great stories. And I think removing edge took one of those away. Um, And some other stuff is just running out of steam a little bit. What, I mean, you think I'm on the right track or, or am I, am I not seeing the same thing you are? I don't know. I think that there, there are some angles that are getting stale. I think the top of the car, like, I think someone pointed out, like we we put the belts back on like Dominic and like Judgment Day and like you know I I, I think some of that like I, I saw a tweet the other day like does uh did or who is yeah what's his name um oh my gosh with the briefcase right now um Damian Priest Damian I was gonna say uh, 
Punisher Martinez, which was his old name. I couldn't think of his current name. Um, that yeah, like does he not does he forget that like Seth has been beat down in front of him a few times and he could cash that in? Like, you know, Roman's not around for him to cash in on. Like, and so like I, I, you forget, like he still has the briefcase, like it's stale. Like that, like there are certain things that like you know are is working for them, like Rhea, like Rhea's gonna need to break off from them and go do her own thing. Not that she needs it, but also I think like she can stand alone at this point. Like she's going to turn on Dominic and it's actually going to be a pretty good story, I think. Um, And so, yeah, I I think that there's, there is a lot like, but LA Knight is hot. Like I am excited every time he comes out, like, you know, that's just great stuff. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, does punk reinvigorate some of that? Maybe like you put him with some people, but you know, he's going to want to be at the top of the card. And I feel like there is a lot of people right now that are jockeying for that spot and deserve it more than punk. I think that probably my overarching opinion on is like, you know, sure. If punk comes back, fine, whatever. I'm not going to be, you know, upset about it, but do I want to see it? Not necessarily, but also like you got other people I think that deserve to be up there more than him. So, um, and what dude is, he's not getting any younger. Like he didn't like, yes, he could go, but at the same time, like his matches weren't, you know, Oh my gosh, five star or anything like that. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, it's hard. I mean, like I said, we will probably see it, but I'm just not, I'm not riding super high on it. Dude, we, we, uh, we were talking and we just missed a, the classic. Yeah. We met, we missed one of the, you know, biggest moments in WWE, WWF history. What what just happened, and I'm hoping they show a replay here, what just happened is the first Spanish announcer table bump in history. Really? Wow. That is the first time that the Spanish announce table ever gets broken is right there when Brett gets hit into it. I like Carlos Correa are still selling the bump. Yep. So the, the announcers are out. Brett's dead. Diesel limping, really selling this, limping back into the ring. Brett's dead. Diesel's about to just cover him up for the three count and retain the title. Diesel just heel, slow and methodical, circling around his prey. Brett, Brett's just out. There you go. There's the motion for the jackknife powerbomb. Which to me is one of my, I, I think it's my favorite power bomb. Just the way he does it. So here you go. I mean, Brett. Brett can't even stand. He's great job after going through the fights. table. Yeah, great job of selling that. Yep. Brett. Brett just falls. Straight. Oh, what a great! Oh, so great. Brett, Brett is just out cold here. It's almost a for I remember Kenny Omega did that like and he couldn't like Okada going for his finisher and Omega just collapsing so he couldn't hit it like yeah Brett small package one two three Brett's your diesel with some expletives yeah there was a mother in there yep there you go Brett's your champion out cold Diesel's furious. Boom. Diesel's now a heel. Look at that. Look at that. Was that a jackknife? Oh, my God. How good was that? He was 10 feet in the air, it felt like. How good was that? He's taken out the referees. 
he's gone full heel. But Brett playing playing possum a little, not even playing possum. He is dead. Yeah. But let me be on record. Diesel should have retained and should have gone into WrestleMania. All right, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right, we're going to keep this on, but uh, what would you think, man? That was pretty good. Yeah, better than I remembered for sure, and I didn't remember a whole lot, but that was pretty good. Yeah, Nash grabbed the belt now from Hebner, even though he just lost, yeah. I love it, man. I thought this was Re- really good. Yeah, really good. Just kind of threw it down at Brett. Yep. Everybody's on their feet, though. So, yep. Um, yeah. Okay. So, with this, you had going on um, Diesel again losing to The Undertaker it was WrestleMania 12 that following March. Um, you know, he had, had the heel turn as well, too. Um, feuding with Shawn Michaels uh, after he turned on him at Madison Square Garden. It was a Madison Square Garden live event. Uh, it was his last televised WWFE appearance uh, until 2002 at that point. So uh, not a whole lot going on uh, with that. Um yeah, so you got Brett though at the same time. Uh, Royal Rumble 1996. We're going to go back to that. You had Diesel interfering on that one, uh, but Brett retaining the championship when uh, Brett losing to the Undertaker, but because of the DQ and all that. And so um, you had that. Uh, they ended up, there was actually a steel cage match at In Your House 6 um, for, uh, yes. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah. I'm reading it wrong. Hart retained his title once again against Diesel in a steel cage match at In Your House 6 and defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, who was undefeated on Raw on March 4th uh, episode of Raw. Yeah. So, um, and then you ended up getting Brett in the, like we said, the WrestleMania 12 60 man, 60 man Iron Man match. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was actually commissioner at the time. And so, yeah, we had that. So, um, it really just all of this was the build up into WrestleMania 12, which, like I said, we, we would have booked it maybe a little different, but still pretty good though. So, um, yeah, PWI, uh, to 1995, Brett was four, Diesel was one. Like, man, it was a workhorse in 1995. I, I, that's almost shocking that, you know, uh, Brett was ranked lower on this one. So um, here we go. Zeno, this is the torch. Uh, it was a no-holds-barred match and featured mainly brawling. Late in the match, Brett was sent sailing off the ring apron, flying into the Spanish announce desk, breaking the table in half. When Brett made it back in the ring, Diesel was hesitant to take advantage of him. He methodically, almost reluctantly, went for the jackknife, but Brett was dead weight, collapsing to the mat. When Diesel bent him, uh, bent over to pick him up, Brett surprised him with a small package and revealed he was playing possum. Um, and he actually no stars on that one. They just kind of did a write-up on that one. Um, the torch on this one gave it three and a half stars. Wow. Uh, yeah, three and a half. Um and so uh, Brett captured the title from Diesel. Uh, the title change was more noteworthy in the midst of reports of outside the ring turmoil within the WWF stemming from the strong power base of the click. Uh, Diesel, Sean, Razor, one, two, three, Hunter, and an apparent marketing switch with the WWF to switch gears from aiming to a children's audience to an adult audience. The title change meant the group's top position was no longer in the hands of one of the click, although only time will tell if it is temporary or not. The show also left a question in fans' eyes regarding Diesel, who strongly teased the heel turn by giving Brett two jackknives after the match. How do you like? 
Who are we fooling? He beat up refs and gave him two jackknives. It was a heel turn. Like, come on. Like, yeah, I know, right? It, uh, as Diesel appeared to have been booed by about 65 to 70% of the fans after the match, and announcers McMahon and Ross played it up as if it was a turn because it was a turn. Uh, Diesel threw Hart in the ring. Yada, yeah, we, uh, yeah. He went to do the move. Hart small packaged him for the title. Diesel then jackknife Hart twice after the bell and beat up several referees. Three and a half stars. Like, I appreciate how oh, he's teasing a turn, and then he literally like he beat up you know, two jackknives after the bell and beat up several referees. That boy. But I don't know if he's a heel. Like, come on. Bullshit. So, uh, anyways, uh, it was interesting because this match ended up, it was the number one best match, but it was the number three worst match. So, I thought that was kind of interesting just to kind of put it out there. So, um, yeah, but just being aware of that. But other than that, uh, so we got three and a half. Where are you going to put this one? Dude, I, I maybe it's like nostalgia or something. I don't know, but I have this at an eight. I just thought, you know, a, a, a title change, a heel turn, the first ever uh, announced table, um, uh, uh, you know, spot. And then I thought the I thought the finish was excellent. I mean, I thought out of this world, man, the guy's dead and then boom, small package. And that's how we changed the title. I just thought this was a very unique match. Now, you may look at it and go, oh, well, you know, it wasn't as brutal as what I saw Moxley do on AEW this week. It was 1995, bro. Like, it was just different. And and I so mm-hmm. for the time and what it was, I got this at an eight. I really enjoyed it. What about you? I'm a, I, I'll go seven and a half. I think because it was a really good match. Like, and again, this isn't, we said it last week. We said it had a no DQ, but it was never really a factor. Like, you know, you would have thought they were building up to somebody running, doing a run in or something. But like, and unless you say, oh, it was the, uh, you know, the table spot that, you know, kind of led to the DQ, but also like, whatever, like not really. And so, yeah, it's just interesting how that played out. And so, but overall, it was it was a really good match. Like they like there wasn't a lot of downtime, and it all made sense at the end. And so, yeah, I was impressed. Loved it, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Thoughts? Yeah. Go ahead. Wrap us up here. Um, I love this. I thought it was great. I. Love the Survivor Series nostalgia. I don't know why, I man. I just I used to love Survivor Series. So yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I I love that table spot. I don't know why this match just always stuck in my mind. I just remember this one vividly. So uh, this was a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's do this again next week. As always, yeah. appreciate everyone listening. And we'll see you with an all-new episode next week on Monday, as always, of The Payoff.